I was asked to try to share some thoughts relating to the very painful episode Alag Bomer and Miron. You know, it's always a unique challenge to try to make the connection between the Torah approach, how to deal with our emotions, while at the same time respecting them, really dealing with them. It's, uh, it's never easy. I think that the, the real first step is to embrace the reality that uh, everything in our life, everything, every single aspect of our life is designed, measured, and sent to us, Minashamai. That includes everything that we come to know about. It could be a very painful episode that takes place and we could not know about it. Now, of course, um, there could be sometimes a question, how much should we try to find out? There's a big pull towards what the media has to share with us. And there could be sometimes room to question, should we give into that pull? Um, when I asked Oshiva about reading Holocaust stories, he was not so in favor because uh, the pain could be too much for us at times. But uh, invariably, we are often exposed, and when we are, we need to know that that is not something that's just happening, that is being sent to us. And the same way, all the feelings that we can have under such a situation, such a situation, are also prepared, designed, and continuously being created and recreated in our experience. Because once Hashem sent the world into motion, uh, just as initially it was created by Hashem, so too in its ongoing state, it's created by Hashem. There's nothing that has any independent existence. So we can rest assured, be quite confident that all the kinds of feelings that we're able to have are all Hashem's design. And then it's for us to try to utilize it for its purpose. But the first step is to be accepting of our feelings, of all different types that we might feel. Fear, horror, shock, sadness, pain, confusion. Uh, it's very easy even to come to feel rejection, oh, especially such a time Simcha, such a terrible thing should take place. 
you find even by the Vaviyu Rashi brings in and the Mishpatim that they really were Roy for the Oynish even earlier. Hashem didn't bring it, waited in order not to disturb the Simcha of Kabbalah Satayra. So to have Tsar and welcome Simcha is especially difficult and it could trigger all kinds of thoughts and feelings. And we have to know these are all within us by Hashem's design. Even the ones that are the most challenging, even the ones that would seem to be pulling us away from Hashem, we're feeling a rejected. They're also Hashem's creation. That challenge is all also Hashem's creation. It's Kedai to try to understand it a little bit, to know that we're very prone to projection, to when things are not okay in our life, to feel about ourselves, that we're not worthy, that we're not good enough. We look a lot to our life situation being in order and being essentially okay and comfortable. And when something is very disturbing to that, we could feel about ourselves, oh, we're not okay, our life is not okay. And then we can project onto Hashem, oh, Hashem probably also feels about us that we're not okay and not good enough. Or there could be other experiences that we had of getting uh, very rejective messages that then gets sort of reemerged and projected into this situation. And uh, just the mere awareness of that possibility may not necessarily be enough to dispel it. So we still have to be accepting of the fact that this could be something that we'll struggle with. And all the very powerful emotions that can be triggered are a struggle in their own right, each one. But again, it's, it's, the first step is to recognize these are all Hashem's design, these are Hashem's creation. It has to be for a purpose. I don't know, for only one purpose. But before we get too involved in that, um, I think the sort of the first step of awareness is to recognize that essentially what we are looking for is to be sort of freed from powerful and painful emotions. We want to be comforted. We want to get what we call chizuk. Um, and there could be a lot of um, valid Torah ideas that are shared and that are offered that are important to know in their own right that um, we could try to utilize to help us to sort of ease a lot of that, those painful feelings. But I wonder whether that's really the most desirable approach to try to take. 
should our sort of go-to position be to try to find a way to feel okay and be spared from those painful feelings? Or is it maybe a little bit like um, taking um, painkillers that's um, enabling us to sort of forget about something that maybe we really should be more mindful of or paying a different kind of attention to? Should we really be looking just to be okay and not be in discomfort? It's a, it's a unique kind of situation. Usually the place we go to avoid discomfort is to get busy on our phone. Here, you go to the phone, it brings you to the media and, and it causes more discomfort. So, you know, we don't have that option so much in this case. But uh, essentially, we're very conditioned to avoid discomfort. But this could be some situations where that may not be the best approach to take. The one that we really even would want for ourselves. Because after all, if we stop to think, why is it that we have such powerful, painful feelings over such a incident? And I have to confess, I didn't see any pictures. I only heard a little bit. There is uh, um, a brother that's in the hospital of one of the fellows in Cherry Hill, where my son is in yeshiva. Um, so, Somebody that I know about, sort of, a little bit personally. But um, what is the reason that's, that we feel what we feel? It's only because we have a connection, a very deep inner connection to our fellow Yid. It's our brother, it's our brothers, sisters. Like Rabbi uh, Shapiro Taishin in the Gemara of Atam Krim Adam, Imusaylam Krim Adam. What does it mean? Only Klaashwal is called Adam. Doesn't mean that Imusaylam um, have no Hashiva as a person. Salman Lakim applies to the Imusaylam also. He said that Adam is a word for a person that has no plural. For, for Ish, you have Anashim. For Isha, you have Nashim. Adam has no plural. It's only singular. Only Klaishral has that kayach, that connection of one unit. The Muslim don't have that. That's what the Gemara means by that. So we do feel that connection. So the question really is, should we try to move away from it or should we follow it? Should we try to deepen it? Should we see an opportunity under, of course, very painful conditions to connect more deeply, to try to employ the very great Mida 
I would do for my fellow Yid what I would want him to do for me. But is I'm carrying with him. I'm putting myself into his place. I'm, I'm trying to really live what he is experiencing. So if we see that there is a feeling of connection, there is a pain, it means that we, we could see that we do have a real connection. We have to keep the possibility in, open to ourselves that we could take it even further. That we could try to imagine what it is to be in that kind of a situation. It's hard for me to say the words. So I may leave you to try to imagine it, what it means. Person davening for his child, for his life. You know, on the one hand, of course, we'd ask us, do you want to be in that kind of situation? Of course, we're all saying, we certainly hope never to have to be. But the same token, we know that the midst of Kriyashma includes being the Kaaba from Hashem, anything that could come to us in life. So maybe we shouldn't be afraid of going there. Maybe we could learn from that that we have such a kayach. You know, we don't know for sure until we try. Maybe we could try to put ourselves into the situation of someone who's life is in the balance and they are aware and they're davening to Hashem. What kind of tefillah is that? What kind of tefillah is it for life when it's a real tefillah for life? Would we be able to ask Hashem for life for what it's really for. Just came to mind, I don't know if this is a valid shot, where he says, a kind of a life that Hashem wants, that Hashem considers valuable. What would we be davening for if we would be davening for our own life? life of a beloved friend or family member. What kind of life would that hope to be? Would we be able to make contact with what is the real 
purpose of our life, what is really good, what could really be good of our life, what it's really given for. But not in a way that we'll be self-condemning that we didn't know it yet. To be accepting that, okay, until now, I didn't know what life was for. But when it's really in Hashem's hands to give it to me, when I can realize that it's Hashem's hands to give it to me, then I can ask for it for what it's really meant to be. Which may be something that I don't even know so much about yet. It's going to be a, a, a real journey to, to come in contact with it, to really find it, to really connect to it, to really, to really live it. But, but this much I know, that there there is a value of life. I know within me there's a value. I'm asking Hashem, give it to me. Give it to my beloved one. Help them to use it. It's meant to be. Help me to use it. It's meant to be used. It's meant to be lived. That might be quite a powerful experience. So if we undertake to try to to daven for someone like that, so then we'll have to include all of that. We'll have to include an openness to to be willing to discover what life is really for, what life is really about, how it's really supposed to be lived. We may not be so far away because <laughs> we know something. We know that it's meant to be as a preparation for something that's eternal and that's fantastically good. We know that. We know that the whole period here in this world is just preparation. It's very small by comparison, you know. How many times is... Um, 70, 80, 90, 100, um, as opposed to infinity. How many times more is infinity? Over 100, 120? <laughs> it's infinity, because once it's infinity, there's no number. But yet, we sort of forget that. It gets, it's, 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 we know it, and then it's forgotten. And we tell ourselves, well, I, you're not going to do mitzvahs for the sake of, uh, you know, just getting schar. Okay, so forget about Olam Haba. Maybe we don't have to forget it. Maybe we could find a way to connect it to our life in a real way. So a real tefillah that will come with real asking, real valuing, carries with it real change, potential for real change, for a desire for real change. Uh, 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 an inspiration, a, a direction. Oh. In a certain way, 
we really have to ask ourselves, this is going to be some potentially hard. Well, let's let's take a step first. We know the Gemara says, Yesh kaina lamay b'sha achas. Person, even in one moment, can be kaina lamhaba. One moment of emuna, a person can be kaina lamhaba. Do we have a way of measuring how many moments of emuna are enough to warrant a person's life in this world? How long does it need to be for him to be kind his Of course, we don't know about any particular person, including ourselves. Only Hashem knows. From that perspective, is there a way to judge how many years of life are, are valuable and how many are too few for it to be considered a valuable life? Of course not, it's ridiculous. So why is it that we relate to a long life as a successful one and a short life as an unsuccessful one and we call it tragedy? Of course, there's the pain of the family members, the friends, that's very, very real pain, very great pain. And they're missing the person. But to look at the person's life as a tragic passing because it was short, is that really accurate? Or well, where does that come from? That comes from a measurement based on the world that we see tangibly. This world, Alam Hazza. So more is or longer is successful, shorter is viewed as unsuccessful. But according to what we know to be true, that's not accurate. So, at the very least, we could be reminded, we could we could draw strength that Babishta knows the sheer man that a person needs to be in this world. And if it's shorter than it was expected, it's just the gilui that that was the amount of time they needed in this world. Just that it's coming together with a very painful loss of the people that love the person and are close to the person. And that's a very real pain. But the person's life is... The only tragedy is if they would cut themselves off from any connection to Hashem for eternity. That would be a tragedy. So, essentially what it comes down to is our view of everything should be only one thing. That it's some way that is Hashem's Hashgacha to help us come close to Him because that is the only purpose of the creation in the first place. And that can only be the purpose of anything that takes place in creation. But at the same time, we have to be accepting of the fact that we are very rooted in Olam Hazen, very rooted in relating to what's tangible, what we could see, 
what we could touch and what we hear about and what people around us are involved with. So that's going to impact our feelings very much and our sense of things very much. So we have to also even be accepting of that conflict. On one hand, our intellect tells us that everything that exists in the world is only for the purpose of enabling us to come close to Hashem with our good input in, involved in that. And even things that are very painful can help to bring that about. Sifuna says the first nine makos were not einish for the mitzvah. That was only intended by Hashem to help them to come back to tshuva, even on the highest level of recognizing Hashem's kindness and Hashem's greatness. Nine makos going to help the mitzvah see the kindness of Hashem. Yes, there was a way that it could enable them to see the kindness of Hashem and do tshuva me'ava that reaches the Kisya covered. Even if you don't have it all figured out right now. But, and, and the Sephora ends off, Hashem will do even such extreme things for a person to bring him back. Such miraculous things to bring a person back with you. But essentially for ourselves, I think it's it's only proper to make the attempt to deepen the feeling as best that we can and, and respond to it that way. As if it's our own experience, not just something that we're watching and horrified by. To go all the way in, to dive into Hashem as if it's for ourselves. and engage in it as if it's for ourselves. Whatever we will be doing for ourselves, we should be doing for Eden that we now are somehow put in touch with in this powerful way. Of course, there, we know there are always people that are in need of great feeling, but when the occasion arises that we are powerfully in touch with it, that's the opportunity to respond to it, to try to respond to it as fully as we can and see what will come from that. Maybe we'll discover, oh, there's some place in my life where I got off course. Or maybe I was never on course. And maybe it's no fault of my own. But now I'm ready to start to try to find that right course. Or maybe my whole life is off course. And maybe I can take a step or ask Hashem to, to guide me in the right direction to find the way to get it on true course. Because wherever it is now is not really working. That will be very great and very great to from all those feelings.
then they won't just, you know, be assuaged and not trouble us anymore. Then they will have brought us to a place of real change, of real contact with something truthful. And if we if we wonder about ourselves, can we do this? That's what I say. Which is Kriyashma tells us that we have that koach. It's quite amazing. Do we think about ourselves that we have the capacity for serious never shall kiddush Hashem? The Torah is revealing to us. Yes, you have that power. You have the power to be nice The Torah is revealing it to us. And if we discover that somehow we cannot bring ourselves to that place, then at least we can ask Hashem to help us to try to reach that. We can accept that limitation, but we can sincerely ask for the help to become stronger, to become more in touch with our true self and with the Klal to be able to to try to do that a little bit. I'm not sure if this connects exactly, but um, I think it does. I remember seeing in the Art Safan that his Masbir that the sign of the Akeda to Avram Avinu was essentially an sign of Chesed. That Abmavina should be makir, that Haleola bringing Yitzhak as a carbon, is no less the Chesed Hashem as when he was first promised Yitzchak, when Hashem said, And the way Avram performed the Akedah was with the full experience of even the most human emotions, the most basic human emotion of the father's love for his child. Avraham Avinu was crying by the Akedah. But he could only come to that fullness of that Akara through living through it. It wasn't just Hashem gave Avraham a shear that that would be also Chesed Hashem and Avraham has to understand it. He had to experience it. He had to live it. But the ultimate goal was from Tremach here this is also only Chesed Hashem. There's nothing in the Bria that, it's, that is not Chesed Hashem. Everything, even this that would seem to him to be the most extreme contradiction is also only Chesed Hashem. And Aaron was made in the second. And that is a foundation that is transmitted to Kali So we should also essentially approach everything that takes place in the world, in our life, from the biggest things to the littlest things, as part of the Chesed Hashem to enable us to come close to Him, and then try to find a way how to utilize it to its fullest, and not be afraid of painful emotions. Okay, um, I think I can pause here. That's m- more than enough for now.
on my part. Um, if anything made any sense to anybody, you could please feel free to let me know. And if it didn't make any sense to anybody, you could also feel free to let me know. That means verbally. If you turn on your mic. Hi. Most of all, I want to hear from Shalom Rosen. <laughs> no pressure, of course. Wait, what did you say? Then most of all, I want to hear from you. What did you say? I want to hear from Shalom Roden most okay. of all. That makes sense since we yeah. have you to thank for this session. Oh, good. I'm happy. First off, I know what you were saying. Adam, the match of Adam is 45. <laughs> you hear me? Oh. Yeah, okay, now it's good. Yeah. Hello, you hear me? Yes, now it's good. Oh, you hear me? Yep, go ahead. You hear me? We, we hear you. Rebbe, you hear me? Yeah. I'm sorry about that. I had my iPhone. No, I heard a nice, Gamachi of Adam is 45. Whatever, it's something. That you... Oh. Hello? Okay, I hear. That wasn't the kind of Anyways, reaction I was looking for. Yeah, okay, whatever. I... I... That no, wasn't no, I know, I know. Just no. The one thing I wanted to, I want to get clarity on. No, in, in the beginning, it sounded like you were saying that, like sadness, depression, anger. Those are like you should realize it comes from Hashem, right? There's like Hashem is creating those those feelings, right? In the beginning, but yes. the end of the share, it's like you said a line like, "But if we're lacking, like we need, like we're lacking in something, whatever, we should ask Hashem to that we should be able to like overcome it." As if like. Like we have, like if you have, like we have bechir on those things, but it's 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 something that you know we, whatever it's something it's something we could work on. Like as if it's like it's not coming from Hashem. In others, no, all no. those feelings are feelings uh, that if we truly work on ourselves, it's 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 it's, it's us. It's not Hashem. So so what what is what does that mean? What, what, if you could expound on the fact that like Hashem is creating these feelings, like we're creating these feelings. If we were on a higher level, then we then we wouldn't be feeling it. Like sadness, it's coming from our lack of bitachon and amuna. Well, it doesn't. It, it's not really, not really kedai to try to get into. Well, um, could I have done more work previously on this koach is in a person? Is the koach in a person to have any feeling that bitachon maybe could help for? And it could be a um, an arrow. To us, that's here's a place to mechazik and bitachon. Yes, um, the Torah, by the by, Yisrael is going to do. Torah talks about we should know and whatever Hashem is doing is for our benefit. We should not be overwhelmed by the feelings of grief. The person finds he's being overwhelmed by grief. That could show that yes, he needs to be mechazik in that car that everything Hashem is doing is for the best. He needs to be machazik in his relationship to Hashem to relate as like a child who's trusting the parents, even a young child, like Ebenezer says. There may be discovery of, yes, room for good work, but that's all part of the human condition that Hashem has designed. And we don't know for sure whether or not um, this is some way that could have been done previously. 
Rebbevin was not nitva for being for not being on the madrega of the akeda before the akeda. He's been given it when he's able to reach it and and address it and and accomplish it. So it's really best if we look at the kochus within us as Hashem's design of the human condition and take it as our mission, as our challenge to try to either learn from those feelings, utilize those feelings, try to overcome those feelings. Some of them we can, we can identify. We know intellectually are not true. Is Hashem rejecting us? No. We are called Banim under all conditions, even when Klai Yisrael is not keeping the Torah, we're still called Banim. Hashem says, He's in the Tsar. But maybe we don't feel that. We're feeling Hashem is rejecting me. So I have to know that I need to work on this, to try to overcome that, to try to make the intellectual awareness so powerful, so clear, and also to get, a, get around or get at the causes of the undesired feeling. Like Musa always talks about, you know, the mafsidim of the proper midah. And that is the work that's been given to us. And that will be our means of being co-near the Shleimus and removing the Chesreinus. Does that make sense? Okay, let's hope so. And, and, and any, any other reaction, re, reaction is welcome. Rabbi, go ahead. Yes, um, I just the one point that that you mentioned. I just wanted to clarify um, the 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 Indian the, the idea that you mentioned that that if Hashem took someone um, at a young age, then that's that's a revelation that that was the amount of time he needed to achieve his shleimos, and that of course, you know, we need to feel the tsar of the people who are you know, so, so terribly affected by his passing. But does that mean to say that there's really no validity to, to a feeling just that, you know, meaning that like that feeling that we have is really not a valid feeling that, oh, it's such a terrible thing that somebody, you know, at such a young age is, 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 you know, it's not, that's, there's really no validity to that feeling. I'm just asking. Yeah, that's what I'm suggesting. Wow. I'm suggesting because since we measure success in life based on Elam Hazer experience, Elam Hazer measurements, so um, yeah, that's why. So we if we were it. to hear, if we were to hear of someone who died young, and nobody really knew him, and would like there would just be no. That really the appropriate response would just be like, okay, he was here for the amount of time he was supposed to be here, and that's great. It just, yeah, just like intuitively, it just sounds. If there would be a guy who was living alone, his parent, he has no parents, he has no, you know, it wasn't really part of the community. Perfect. Yes, you're you're, you're describing excellently a kind of a life that is not seen as a, a successful one in terms of this world experience measurement, right? Somebody was, was <laughs> let's take the other contrast. If somebody lived a very long life, was very wealthy, very respected, 
very influential, then we see them as having been successful in life. That was a life worth living. But of course, we don't know the lave. No one knows the lave. Only Hashem knows the lave. Like Ravam says, even mitzvahs, ain't shaykhul and badas keldeis. So we don't really know of the, the, the MS of the the say the nefesh and what their tafkid was. So of course we have to give covered as far based on what we know. We have to recognize all the mice and time that a person that a person did accomplish. That's all part of the proper cover to the person in his in his lifetime and after his lifetime. But but ultimately no we don't know. And we'll, it all fit into the tomorrow of the Yayim Lamalam Sahtaim Lamata. I mean, Tachtaim What is Rabbi's source for that? You know, you see, uh, you see punishments like Karis and Ariri are, are, oh, you know, are, are other, other different things are ones that are, that are, one second, one second, one second. One second. You, you, you went radical. I'm allowed to go radical. No, no, right? it's not radical. It's not radical. You are radical. It is radical. It's very radical. You see someone no, who is, no, 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 you know, uh, someone, someone, someone who has a, someone who has a, who has a, you know, twenty-year-old child die. Oh, that was a life fully lived. Like, uh, just let's understand the first, the twenty-year-old's yeah. pain, then the parents' pain. I'm saying it's not. This is not a. It's not a. Not, not a simple. Not a simple. Not a simple thing, right? So I'm saying that. And well, like we hate the the fact that you know Arichos Yomim is one well, one of the things is is hard for for a bunch of mitzvahs, right? So obviously it's a good thing. Now it can't be a bad thing, right? Um, you sure that means Olam Hazin, not Olam Haba? Yom Shikul Aruch. Well, it's part of it is Olam Hazin also, right? It was one of the things that what oh, Acher yeah. went off on, right? I know. So yeah, Lamaisa, yeah. he he oh, felt that it was, it was also yeah. Olam Haza, right? It's not just Olam Haba, right? Okay. I'm saying it's it's obviously it's pay, the real the real reward is Olam Haba, but but there is a reward in Olam Haza. Okay, I, I don't mean to mitzvah. right. So I don't mean to I, I don't mean to like um, to discount the um, value of the opportunity. Of to be marbe I'm not trying to minimize that. I just mean to say that, and to minimize the very valid tsar when somebody who's a beloved person is no longer with us and very, very deeply missed by the ones that look close to him and, and, and miss, the, miss the person very greatly. But I just mean to say, in terms of our view, like how we look at the person's life, there is a very powerfully ingrained like, nature within us to to see it as like, like in a way, like like somehow lesser. And there is the possibility, of course, there's, there's such a thing as karis. Yes, we know. But if we're going to be down the person, the taiva. So there's a the very valid possibility that this was the amount of time that they needed and they accomplished their tough kid. And especially Amos. How do you know? Especially, I'm just adding, especially. How, but, that's not, but that's not necessarily true, right? How do you know? 
Maybe it's you not. Have to maybe it's not. No. Maybe that's not. Maybe Taka, it's not that. It's not. It's not. That's not enough time. Maybe Taka they needed more time, right? David Amalek, Shlomo Amalek was meaning Nasan was afraid to go to David Amalek because of Shlomo uh, telling him when, when 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 maybe Shlomo was not deserving now to become king. Like oh, so that, there's a whole there's myriads of Cheshbonos, but we have no idea about. So how do you like? I don't know where. where what is your raya? What is what? I'm saying. How do you know? Rebbeinu Yaina, um, I think it's in the end of uh, Yisai Tshuva, says that even a person lived a, a, a shorter life, but it was one day he would live in Hashem, he gets char as if he lived a full life of Torah Mitzvahs. It's brought in the um, in the Akdama to Birchaz David, in the in the, the Maimon that was written about uh, David Jacob, is a so, but 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 I don't mean in terms of like we know we're certain. We don't have to be. We don't have to know or be certain, and that's not really what it's coming from in our our feeling about it. We have to be honest with ourselves and and recognize that we are very powerfully affected by the fact that, that we are living in Olam Hazeh and we relate to things primarily in an Olam Hazedik way. That's one of the great challenges that we should see for ourselves to do what we can to, to try to change that somewhat, to rise above that. And, and even if you would agree with me 100%, it's still not going to automatically change our feeling about this, because I see for myself, even though I'm presenting this idea, I still find myself feeling that's kind of a feeling, not not disrespect but like a sort of like like a pity some compassion maybe maybe there is some validity to it i don't know but i think it's not coming from the from the correct place so if this is like a window which if this could be a window into how much we focus on olam hazeh and success in olam hazeh what's considered success in olam hazeh it can help us to realize what kind of good work we have to make that shift, to try to change our mindset into what is successful is being involved in self-development towards Olam Haba and not be concerned about the Olam Haza conditions, and not be looking at our life as being successful or unsuccessful based on how you know everything in Olam Haza is in order. Because let's say our whole life in Olam Haza is in order, but Olam Haba is forgotten. We would think about it like, okay, we're good, we're okay, we have a successful life, everything is good, we have Parnasa, everything is Baruch Hashem, all right, and we'd, we'd be satisfied if that, if, that would, if, that, if that could happen for us. And that would be a very big mistake, because if we're not pushing ourselves to grow, to come close to Hashem, to connect to our true essence and our true definition of existence, then our life is not being successful. The Alto is very powerful, demanding, continuous changing, continuous bringing us uh, oneself to a, to a different level. No, how have I to make some change? But in concept, to know that having everything being in order and benachas and good should not 
be our criteria to feel that we're, we're good, everything is okay and happy. We should only be happy when we are struggling to find a place to grow and coming close to Hashem. It reminds me of a story that I heard from speaker Rebbe Zechola my uncle and Herschel about one of the great earlier Rebbe's he said that when he learned the sugya, and it was clear, he got good, solid pshat, he was, wasn't happy. He said, there's for sure more in Tyre than I can understand, and I don't even know where it is yet. So unless we're struggling, even in our Avodah Hashem, even in our Yerushimayim, even our, our whole connection to our whole Tachlis, then we shouldn't be happy. That means we're not, not, not really working. We're not really growing. We need to find a place where we still need to be misbarer, misames, etzleinu, machavasa, belamay. But Baruch Hashem, we don't have such a problem with that because we could recognize very readily that the next line of lamad sarich sheyosim mabatai umegamosai v'cholashir amel kolimei chayav we don't have yet. We don't have a focus in everything that we're doing and all our hopes and aspirations for the sake of achieving that purpose that Hashem has in our creation of coming close to Him. So we could know we have a good work to do. And when we're engaged in that, that's how we could feel, oh, now things are, now things are okay. <laughs> At the moment, we can only judge it moment by moment. Am I working towards that? Oh, that's good. That should be our only criteria. Everything else is just being used for that. Just a device. There's nothing else in the brain. Nothing else exists. There's only Shvil, Sha'adam, Yiskari, and Abayri. Can I ask a question? Yes. Okay, um, I'm making an assumption here, but I think it's correct that the the motor behind this, you know, these ideas of recognition is the fact that Akash Baruch Hu is running a perfect world, and everything is ordained and guided and set up, and it's all good. So, but not, but not good, not, not good in the sense of like complete. We have our part. So that's what I'm struggling with, because because, yeah. because is it? Oh, let me let me phrase it this way: Is okay. it kedai? Is it kedai for us to come to that recognition, that understanding, which allows us to deal with the difficulties and challenges and things that we face? Is that all kedai? If it might cause us not to put our own effort into some of the things that we need to do. But I have that clarity, recognition fully as much as I can, that everything is, it's all Hashem. It's all Hashem. I could just, and I could just recognize that, the knowledge of that. It's all Kulo HaKadosh Baruch Is it all Kedai for that? If, if it makes, you know, so yes. I don't have my... Yes, that is a very great accomplishment in its own right. But I'm not sure what the other alternative was. What are the two choices? No, because then I, I, if I feel that I have some part in this and, you know, 
you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get all emotional and cry and, and everybody's, everybody's screaming all the Rabbanim. We have to take this as a message. We have to change our lives and we have to become better and everybody on their own. And we don't know why this happened, but we know it's Hashem is telling us this. It's a message for us. Like that, that's the, that's the, you know, the, 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 the things that we're hearing. That, that might be coming from, you know, like maybe an unhealthy place or unhealthy recognition. That's more of an emotional. That's more of like, a, I got to remove myself from this pain. So, oh, well, if I, if I do something good or if I make myself a little better, now I'm going to remove myself from this pain. Right. I you know, I, um, yeah, I, I, I omitted that. I, I, I apologize. There is a um, very strong tendency, the tendency to try to just grab something, so to speak. Grab something that'll do, you know, to be Yotze, um, receiving that message. That's why I was trying to find that if we'll be really living it in a real way, then it doesn't have to come from the outside. So then I, I, will, I will be offering a real tefillah and I will want to do real returning to Hashem. I will really want to come close to Hashem. I will be recognizing it's all from Hashem. What are we here for? Only to come close to him. Oh, am I there? Do I need to change something? I will I will hopefully be able to discover that. I'll discover something in that that nature. I won't try to make hopefully I won't try to make a deal with Hashem. Because Hashem does not need anything from me. I won't ask myself, what does Hashem want from me? Because I'll know that Hashem doesn't need anything from me. I'm turning to Hashem as true Bayre's source of life. I will know I cannot make deals with him. He doesn't need me. I will know he doesn't need anything from me. I will know he only wants for me. Then I'll ask myself, okay, what does Hashem want for me? What why does Hashem give me life in the first place? Why do I want to have life now? Oh, for its true purpose. What is that? Oh. Real connection. Oh, that's what life is for. Oh, that's what's worth living for. Oh, that's worth davening for. If Hashem has a plan, Hashem has the, I'm going to cobble Hashem's plan, whatever it might be. Um, I'm a Kabbalah's, I'm a Kabbalah's his decision, whatever it might be, moment by moment. But I'm asking for him. Rachel, Rachel, I'm asking. We give him more time. Okay, but that, 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 there's a little bit of a danger that the moment you start putting your own efforts and what could I do to make the difference? You can't do anything to make a difference. It's all Hashem. It, the, the, the more you keep going with the direction of everything is Hashem, and, and that's where you're, you're, you're sort of leading and feeling, and, and, and because of that, able to ward off these other unhealthy self-developments, you're also coming to the recognition that, like, what I'm doing is not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on Ava, I'm going to work on Achva, what, what am I... I can do everything I can for that. It makes no difference. It's all Hashem. Like, so where does that leave us with our sort of hishtadus? 
I, I think it's the wrong direction. I don't think we should look at um, our our part as ishtadlus um, to change something, ishtadlus to cause change. We should look at everything as the means that's helping us to come close to Hashem. There's such a thing as tefillah. Such a thing as tshuva tefillah stalker ma'avirus raya gzera as a mashal. That means I can become aware that I need self-improvement. I need to be able to find a way to come closer. It's only meant to wake me up, to teach me. I don't want to get too into like, you know, figuring out why Hashem is doing something. I don't even mean it like that. But it's 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 innate. If I'm coming to recognize Hashem, I'm coming to recognize He is the creator. He has a purpose in the creation. What is his purpose in the creation? Oh, I know the answer. How? Through only through connection to him. What is the means of that connection? The entirety of the Torah. Is this the content of my life? Is this the substance of my life? Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't till now. Until now, I was being Yitzay, and basically Vavnolam has it. Oh, but now I come to recognition. Hashem is the Bayring with a purpose, an infinitely good purpose. Only come about through me. Oh, okay. Now it's time to get started. It is not too late. It's not too late. Meaning, there's, there's like there's like a system. There's a there's like a, a a direction which sort of Hashem said that this is how you'll reach your shlemus. This is how you'll get all the tov, and I want you to embark on that direction. It, it, it really doesn't make any difference, but it's just that's how Hashem set it up. If, you, if, you, if you're asking, um, why should it be necessary for us to have something that is so powerful and so essentially painful for us to come to our Hashem? That's a very good question. We could ask that about the Mitzvah too. Why should it be necessary for them to have something so painful to come to our Hashem? Why can Hashem just shower them with more and more bracha? So the, the, it was Kagan Hashem, Karis Mitzrayim. Why not give them even more bracha? And the Mitzrayim will see, wow, look how much bracha Hashem is giving us. We really just started being Gavit Hashem instead of Avodah Zorah. It may not have worked that way. <laughs> Obviously, uh, it, w- it would not have worked that way because that wasn't what Hashem did. So it had to come this way. We don't need to get involved so much in why is Hashem doing it this way or why not a different way. That much we can't know. We can just take what we can take from it. You know, there's only there's the only purpose for everything. Does this could this fit with that? Yes, it could very much. The real sincere tefillah is an opportunity for real contact with Hashem as the Bayrei. Bayrei Manil Chalabun, Al Kachayim Bechesim.
Chaim Mason, Berach and Rabbi. Oh, Hashem is a baby. For what? Native. How? Are you there? She's Dabakubai. So whose efforts? My effort. <laughs> okay, how can I start that effort? Oh, let me see. Let me search. Which safer will put me in the direction of that effort? Get me on the road. Which Kavusa? Which Kavusa? <laughs> Etc. Rabbi? Yes, go ahead. Yes. <clears throat> um, I mean, we, we know... We know from Chazal, and and it's certainly the common practice that we, when there's an ace Torah, we we run to Davin to say Tehillim, and it, it does seem like we're we, you know you have yeshiva in the middle of learning. We'll stop learning sometimes in a real urgent situation to say Tehillim. So is it? Are you saying that? I mean, meaning I, I, from what you're saying, it sounded like we're not supposed to relate to Tefillah. Meaning. Wouldn't it be appropriate? Of course, we don't know Hashem's plans, but there's a tremendous power of tefillah. So why why would it not be also, not to take away from what you're saying, but in addition, why would it not be appropriate for us to say that, listen, we have a, we don't know, but we have a kayach of tefillah to daven for people who are chaylin and to try to help um, Klal Yisrael. So that's, that's our, it, it, we, we, we do have a certain, um, uh, um, uh, you know, Hashem, is listens to tefillahs and, and takes them very seriously, and that has a kayak. So why would that not be appropriate to relate to, to our tefillah also as something which is potentially helpful? Of course, we don't think we're not we're not so confident. Oh, now everything's going to be okay because of our tefillah, but it is a kayak. It does have a lot of power. We find throughout Chazal the, the power of tefillah, you know, and like so. So are you saying not like that? So this is this is a topic that uh, warrants its own entire uh, uh, direct and uh, full attempt at discussion. Okay, I'm just suggesting that it's probably best for us to not make the primary focus of our tefillah as the means of getting results, which may not uh-huh. be correct for anybody, but for us. As far as I can understand, it's best for us that that not be our primary focus in the tefillah to try to um, accomplish what we want to get out of it. You, you, are you, 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 you're being medactic in your words, primary, that it also should be part of, like there should be something. Of course, tefillah has the kayach. And of course, it has to be in the manner of asking Rachman, which means we're asking for that. We're approaching Hashem, and there's such a Indian, there's such a mitzvah that we're asking for Hashem to give us this Rachman of Rav Chasada. And we know it does have such a kayach, but that should be our primary goal of it. Um, I don't think it's such a good idea. Okay, because then it becomes too focused on that, and too defocused from connecting to Hashem and Akara. That everything is in His kayak and is Kiel Racham Okay, thank you. Okay, sure, sure. Okay. <laughs>
Okay, Lachaira, we could pause here, Vaisai. But like I always say, you know, any reaction uh, even afterwards is, uh, of course, most welcome. And I hope you know where to find me. Okay. Thank you, Rabbi. Amen. Amen.